Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. Whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Welcome back to Daily DVR. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. You can, of course, find out more about the podcast at DVRpodcast.com. You know we do cover many other shows like Bachelor, Mindhunter, Game of Thrones, Westworld, Veronica Mars, so many more. And actually, Sarah and I will be coming back. I know if people pay attention to Bachelor and kind of batch i guess it's not a spoiler anymore that abc came out and said that they had to replace the bachelor bachelorette claire halfway through or actually 12 days into shooting um they they made that official and we'll be covering that when that comes out i guess that's going to be like maybe september october i think so that's that's something to look forward to um you can also become a patron at patreon.com slash dvr and today on the show, we have a patron, a friend, a losty man. We go back years now, and uh, I think this is the first time he's been on Daily DVR, but I know you called into Lost Mythos, didn't you, Bill? I don't think I ever. I might have called in once. might have been after a bottle of wine. I might have joined in. But, I think uh, you did. I think it was towards the end that you did, because I know because you got the voice, man. You know, you're like me with the, with the Jersey accent. Okay. Yeah, you can't miss that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Bill so Kava. Good. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing great, Axel. It's great to talk to you. Um, still listen to you all the time. As a matter of fact, I just got to start off with a funny story because we've been doing a weekly trivia, uh, lost trivia game on Twitter with uh, Anna in Indiana and Miss Wendy and Matt. And uh, so the other night, this bizarre question came up. Uh, it was from the episode Happily Ever After. And it was like, the question was, what was the name of the rabbit that Widmore's assistant was, you know, playing with before they put Desmond in the box? And I was like, Angstrom, because I just listened to your podcast, the Mythos <laughs> podcast from the vault. And I think Mike was talking about the rabbit and he named it. So they were like, oh, you, how'd you get that? I'm like, I said, Mythos podcast, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I know. Listening to those old shows. Whenever I put them up, I always end up listening to a little bit mm-hmm. when I'm loading it. And then I, when it comes up onto the feed, I listen to those two. Those were, those were so funny. And uh, uh, yeah. sometimes it's funny to hear how Aaron and I, our dynamic was, is, and it still remains where sometimes he's like, Hey, it's me. Aaron. And then I'm like, Hey, Aaron, how you doing? <laughs> and then other times I'm like, wake up a hustler, wake up. 
It's true. <laughs> Definitely tell personalities, man. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny stuff. But um, yeah, it's yeah. good to have you here on the pod and uh, just kind of figured we'd chat about a bunch of different things. I know you've been traveling around, still doing that. You're a world traveler. We saw you here. What was that, last year? Last May, I think. Yeah, I was in. Uh, I was on a cruise, Alaska cruise, and I flew into Portland, and I ended up hooking up with you guys, which was fabulous. And then I drove up to Seattle, where the cruise was leaving from. So, um, so I'm trying to get. I have a state map, and I'm trying to hit all 50 states. So, um, I've got two to go after this recent trip. So. so, Portland, Oregon, and Washington were two big ones. You know, the farther out you got to go. Um, they're the hard ones. So, but I've got North Dakota and Idaho to go. Mm. So, but I think I'll wait till post COVID travel for those. Cause I haven't, I haven't had the muster yet to get on a plane. So, and that's going to be a while. Yeah. That's a lot different driving than, than going on a plane at this point. I don't know. I mean, I don't like going on planes anyway, but I did talk to someone who was on a flight. They said that they were like, there was like two people on it. Yeah. That, that might be the, the, the uh, silver line. About that. So I, I usually get the big person that sits next to me. So yeah. But, well, uh, you do a lot of driving. Are you, how are you, do you prefer driving to flying? Um, if it makes economic sense, maybe, or, you know, I don't mind driving. I've always driven. Um, it's not a big deal. Um, it was, it was arduous though. Let me tell you that I logged a lot of money. I think it was like nine days. We did like 5,000 miles. I mean, that was crazy. I was doing eight to 10 miles a day, eight to 10 um, hours a day. Wow. Well, I so, guess you do get but, used to it being from Jersey, both of us, like it's just, yeah. you, you, I, you know, I always say Lachlan makes fun of me when we're, <laughs> when we're driving around and I'll make some move and he'll be like, yeah, my dad's from Jersey <laughs> you know, exactly. because you eyes all around your head, man. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is. You have been thrown into every situation and mm-hmm. the state of New Jersey also all these different, like if you go to different parts, it'll look different and the roads will be different. There's a lot of diversity. Mm-hmm. And then some people have the roundabouts and you can't turn left here. You can't turn right here. You just, Oh, okay. no matter where you go, there's mm-hmm. something car based that challenges yep. you, you know, mm-hmm. that reminds me of a European vacation with Chevy chase when he got stuck <laughs> in the circle. Get out. <laughs> I could see somebody that happened to somebody down here. <laughs> Big Ben kids, Parliament. Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, you learn. You do learn. I do think people in Jersey are the best drivers, just because people are crazy too. You know, mm-hmm. and it's all about defensive driving, and that's yep. that's what you got to be. Definitely. So. But I was I was a little I was hesitant. Uh, well, what happened was I was supposed to go to Hawaii for the lost ten uh, year anniversary of the finale. They had a whole big thing set up out there, um, and they really had a good setup going. They had um, Nestor Carbonell was going to be at the church to introduce the finale. They were going to screen the finale inside the church um, where it was filmed. So things like that. So, but they had to cancel it. This was back in May. 
So uh, I had time off. I said, what am I going to do? So I looked at my map. I said, well, let me hit a couple of states, you know. So originally I'm like, I'll fly to Des Moines, rent a car there, and then drive, you know, around a couple of states and uh, come back. I don't want to put that much mileage on my car, you know. But then, uh, then my daughter got wind of it, and she was like, well, I don't want to come. I'm like, well, if I put myself on a plane, that's one thing. But I'm not putting you on a plane yeah. <laughs> in this situation. So, so I said, all right. So then I rerouted. I said, well, I'll drive from here. And I ended up renting a car. So I like I said, put that mileage on my car. And uh, then my nephew got wind, and he wanted to come. He's 16. And uh, so it was the three of us, my 12-year-old daughter and my nephew and myself. So, and like I said, I was a little hesitant, uh, even up to like two days before. I was like, what am I doing? I mean, this is like, you know, national pandemic, and I'm going out into the wide open. But the thing was, it was the wide open. You know, we didn't put ourselves in any, well, I was in charge, but we didn't put ourselves in any compromising positions. I mean, the worst thing we did was sleep in hotels, but I pretty much booked like Hilton Brand hotels all the way, figuring they'd be the, you know, the most to lose if they screwed up. So they, they're going to, you know, do what they got to do. Um, so, but our first stop, let me just go to the first uh, Hilton, which almost ruined the whole thing. We got there about nine. We left here on a Friday, about eight o'clock in the morning. We got to Dayton around nine o'clock at night. And I had the hotel booked. I remember Biff's world from back to the uh, future part two. Yeah, of course. It was, it was Biff's world. There was a, motorcycles outside, garbage piled up, music. I was like, we're, we're in Biff's Casino, man. Like, oh, no. So we get inside, and we try to relax, and there's music coming from next door. And it was, it was a nightmare. I said, this is not good. Finally go to sleep, 3.30, the smoke alarm goes off. We're all outside in the street. I'm like, this is not a good start. <laughs> so, <laughs> the whole hotel so poured out? Oh yeah, and it was like you know one of those things. Was, oh, I know all false alarm. Um, okay, so we walking back in. I'm like, you know what? It's like going on four a.m. We we're gonna leave at seven a.m. I said, get your shit in the car. We're out of here. Yeah. So we got in the car, and we ended up adding like uh, my nephew's a big NASCAR fan, so we stopped at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, um, which you know it was five thirty in the morning. Nobody was racing, but, but what a way to picture. start too, because here you are worried about Mm -hmm. COVID and being around other people. You're like, okay, we can go to the hotel. We just go, go to the room. We're just in the Mm -hmm. room. Right. And then what happens? Everybody pours out together. (laughs) That's yeah. That, but that's like, that's kind of, but you kind of, I guess after you get through that, see, I think the driving thing, like you were saying, I've thought about that and I've done some driving with Lachlan. I'll just say, Hey, get into the car. We haven't been going state to state, but just a little bit around the area just for like two or three hours. I'll just be, let's just drive around because you're just in the car. You're you're not near other people. So that's why when I saw you doing it, my first inclination was to have that. Oh, is this okay? Like you said, but then I thought mm-hmm. about it and I was like, wait a second, you're in a bubble driving mm-hmm. around, you know, and I know some people who have been uh, just doing like camping too. So they're not in a hotel, right. um, yep. but I think like even in a hotel, it's about being in the same proximity and space as another person, not like right. you're in the room 
four hours after them. Right. You're not licking the surfaces either. Exactly. Really- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it could but, be uh, re- you know, we could do this. Yeah. Yeah. And my parents, we used to get in the car on a Sunday morning, not knowing if we're going somewhere five minutes away or somewhere five hours away. I mean, that's what it was. You know, it was like, get in the car and, you know, we're going on a ride. We didn't know where. Yeah. But, you know, I got that in me somehow, I guess. So, but uh, I'm happy to say that everything was up from there. So uh, some of the hotels are really, really prepared. I mean, there was one, I think it was in South Dakota. It was a Holiday Inn Express, and it looked. I thought it was a crime scene. There was tape across the door. So <laughs> what they did was when they cleaned and disinfected the room, they put, like, a tape across the door so they knew nobody else oh, went in there. Oh, they, like, sealed it. Yes. So I was like, well, that's cool, you know. Um, there was no breakfast buffets. Everything was a, they call it grab and go where you, you know, they had brown bags of like a muffin, a banana and a juice okay. that you took with it. Um, masks were a little, we got to Ohio and we had, a, I said, you know, we go to a gas station I said, put your mask on, you know, that we got looked at, we looked at us like aliens with the mask. <laughs> there was a, there was not a mask from Ohio to New Mexico. Really? It was, yeah, it was really. Now my this, nephew was but like, this, this was how long ago this was trip though? About a month ago. This was uh, middle of June. Okay, so, yeah. And I'll get to that too because that's when it kind of we made the turn back towards home, and we were about two thirds of the way home. That's when the news broke about like the twelve states you have to quarantine if you come from, and that's like mm-hmm. people calling me like you know, I'm like yeah, you know, we've been good so. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we hit all the stops. Um, Utah, like I said, New Mexico was very strict with the masks. Um, everything is social distancing. Um, we went to an outdoor restaurant. It was Father's Day, actually, we got there in Santa Fe. Then we went out to dinner outside. Um, Utah had no idea there was something going on because it was like nobody. I mean, indoor dining was going on at that time, which is like unheard of. Um, they wanted to do in and out burger because they'd never been to it. So I said, all right. So we went there and it was like, I got to go inside to order. So I was like, are right, you guys stay out here? And I went inside and ordered. People were sitting in the dining, eating inside. I was like, no. Nah. So we got our stuff, went outside. Um, Moab, Utah. Well, I, I could say it reminded me of a Jersey short town. I think it was all tourists. It was all um people on off-road vehicles and it was just like a tourist town and nobody was following anything there either. So um, we kept our distance. We did good. And I got back on a Monday, uh, nine days later and I got tested right away. So I said, I gotta, you know, just, to, just to be safe. I mean, it took freaking seven days to get the results. It was negative, but um, you know, after being out there, you know, it was just safe thing to do. So they got to get that testing fixed where you can get like a two, three day turnaround because yeah. eight days really doesn't help the situation. So. No, not uh, at all. I mean, I, at this point, I, I, you know, my wife and I have been talking about going to try get like an antibodies test yeah. because I think like so many other people, We've been staying inside, but you know, I see like we have kind of a little pod with the neighbors 
and their two kids because Lachlan likes to play with them, but we still try to keep it more outside than inside the Mm -hmm. houses. Um, Riding bikes, doing stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But we've, I, there's been two occasions that I felt like had a little cough, felt tired, but you don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but the testing still is to the point where, I don't even know. It's not so readily available that I feel like, or also it's the thing about, do you want to go to the doctor's office where there might be sick people? True. Yeah. Which well, is actually they have you know? the CVS drive throughs here. You just drive through. The, they come out, they open the window to the drive through. They give you a little bag with a little swab and they instruct you how to, you know, how far to go in and you put it back in the bag and you know, you don't even get out of your car. Really? Yeah, and it's at CVS. That's interesting. So you know, everybody around the country, it's like a little pharmacy. So yeah, I haven't we ha- I haven't done it yet. Like I say, I wasn't really sick though. You know what I mean? I and right. I, that's the way I feel about it too. I don't. It was not to a point. It could have been psychological. We're in the house, you know. Maybe I picked oh, up a little bug from something. Um, but I mm-hmm. also feel like I kind of want to only kind of use that resource if I must. Right. Yep. You know? Yeah. I felt actually I had sore throats when we left Utah, but we chalked it up to the elevation. Yeah. Um, but I think traveling around like you did, that's a good, um, mm-hmm. that's a good idea to do it when you get back to kind of see, you know, I mean, right. you've been around a lot of different people. Oh yeah, um, definitely. But I can see, you know, in somewhere, I know that when we drove out here, which is probably the longest sustain that I, I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, my friend, Brian Sedlak had a, uh, he was an only child. So he would take me on a lot of trips with him. Um, mm-hmm. If it wasn't me, it was his cousin, JC. Um, and uh, we went to Canada, Tennessee, um, a bunch of times we would go to places like, you know, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, you know, and this was like mm-hmm. in a, a big RV that his dad had a, like a Ram truck and he would pull, oh, nice. pull the RV behind it. Um, but driving out here was really the first time I went through all these Western States and I could understand being in Utah and not. Uh, and them and behaving like that because mm-hmm. you really are isolated. You know what I mean? Like you, it's, you have to like go past these mountain, like Utah is just not a place that everybody's like, Oh, where are you going? I'm going to Utah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can be very far away. So I think people kind of feel like there aren't that many quote unquote outsiders that come in those communities. Right. You know, and if you look at the, I, I wonder what the numbers were at that time, but um, obviously I, that, that wasn't the right that thing that to be doing. That was one of the hot spots, but when we were coming back, they said Utah is now a hot spot. Oh, right? see, there you go. Yeah, and I was like, you know, no surprise because actually, I mean, you only need one. first of all, Utah was the highlight of the trip. I mean, the Arches National Park is the most amazing thing I ever saw in my life. Um, we hiked, we spent. Like I said, we sped through the country, but we spent like six hours just hiking around the um, monument arches and stuff. It was beautiful. 
But um, the hotel, we get back to the hotel that night. People are in the hot tub. I'm like, you out of your minds? So, I mean, the pool was open, the hot tub, like I said, in and out. A false sense of security. Yeah, and, uh, so I, yeah, when I heard that they had a hot spot, I was not surprised. Yeah. So. I don't know. You know, man, it's really um, – I struggle with how uh, kind of upset or – I get at other people or where they are because I just think about kind of the lives that we live here in America and the consequences for so many big things are felt like, uh, you know, secondarily that Mm -hmm. I think that there is that sense of like, if you're in your little community, you're safe. Like even I'm saying, Oh, we, you know, Lachlan plays with his friend, but then who knows the next day I'm like, Oh my God, his friend gave him COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you have to make your own personal decision about like what's safe and what's like another person might say, Oh, you drove around. You didn't have to do that. But then knowing you, you do have to do that. Right? Like that's part of who you are as a person. Exactly. And I'm going to do it as responsibly as I can. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I've read, you know, reading the five things you must do and, you know, it's the washing your hands. It's wearing a mask. I love my mask. <laughs> I wear it all the time. Um, <laughs> well, I likes it too. He's like, I'm a ninja. Yeah, exactly. I just saw this thing on faith, this ninja t-shirt. Did you, did you see this yet? No. I, I'll forward it. It's, it says in, in bold letters on the shirt, ask me about my ninja t-shirt. And then, he, they flip it up, like turn it inside out and put it over their head. And it's like ninja eyes. <laughs> I got this up for it. It's freaking hilarious. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can, and you can only take care of yourself. You can't yeah. care of other people. Like when I'm walking down the street and I got my mask on and somebody doesn't, they're coming towards me. I'm crossing the street. Yep. I had a big thing in my development here. I live in a condominium, a condominium development and we have a circle a street that goes around the whole development. It's like three quarters of a mile and I'll go out and I'll run like two or three times around the loop. And why can't people walk in the same direction? I mean, when I was a kid, they taught me walk against traffic. So you can see the traffic coming at you. Yeah. So I'm walking, but people, they insist on walking with the traffic. So I I can't run here anymore because I'm running towards people face to face. Mm. So I, you know, things like that. Um, simple things, but the hygiene, washing your hands, things like that, wear the mask. I don't know. You can't, I I don't think you could stop living. That's the thing. Yes. I mean, there are things you can do. It's there. Um, it's going to be there a while. Um, but you gotta, you gotta live. And if it's, you know, Encased in plexiglass, that's what you got to do. So. <laughs> well, yeah, what my wife keeps on telling me it's about being more so outside, you know? Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. indoor activities and when you're in close quarters with other people that it's mm-hmm. most dangerous, wear the mask. That And that hasn't been an issue. I mean, I've been wearing a, a mask when I left the house and go anywhere since mm-hmm. – March or something, you know, like as soon yep. as this was around, like put a mask on. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had any issue with it. It does take, it can take a little getting used to. And one thing I can, I, I can say is that 
I have spoken to some people who have a bit of anxiety or claustrophobia from wearing the mask, um, which is entirely psychological, but it still exists. But I think that working through that, um, what I, what's helped me with that when I first put it on would like go into a store and put it on. What has helped me is to actually wear it like just walking around outside and mm-hmm. then I find that I breathe normally. And then when I go mm-hmm. inside, I'm still breathing normally because psychologically it's that being around other people now, there's a bit right. of fear there, right? Which That's, is not absolutely. something that a lot of people are used to. Like, you know, like especially with Lachlan, like he loves talking to people. I'm always talking to people, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've never liked big crowds. But I do like whenever I go into a store, I'm walking around, I always just talk to everybody. Right. So that's yeah. been hard. Yeah. yeah, I'm a very uh animated person too when I talk. Like yeah. you can you can talk to my I can I can talk with my face without talking, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And with a man, you lose that. Yeah. You lose that. So if you're looking at somebody, you feel a little creepy. But actually <laughs> the man you're smiling or something, it's different. Yeah. But with the mask on it's a little different but yeah everything but does um, oh what's that i said this the funny thing psychologically like when you're walking and you know somebody's coming down your aisle and stuff do, do you hold your breath like you think that's going to help <laughs> <laughs> i totally do that dude <laughs> yeah. i don't think it works right i don't think it works <laughs> Yeah, I you know what? But then other times I if I'm feeling um comfortable and I haven't really been out to that many places but you know, to go shopping or um even just like outside like the other day Lachlan and I were uh walking around uh up here in southeast Portland and um what we, you know, if we looked ahead and there weren't people around, what we noticed was what some people were doing is if they were walking down a street and there wasn't like another person for like two blocks, they were kind of lowering their mask. And then mm-hmm. if they yeah. were walking through a place where there were a lot of people, they were putting it back up. I don't know whether right. that's a thing that people should or should not do. I, ended up just keeping the mask on because like I said, I just forgot I had it on after a while, mm-hmm. you know, like well, that's the thing too. Become part of a culture. I mean, yeah. you know, I, you think about it, how many years ago did we see uh, people from uh, Japan and China wearing masks in airports and wondering yeah. what's up with that? You know, and I, I, I still, you know, last year would say what's up with that because it wasn't, Anything that had any reason in your head, why would you do that? Or even the fact that the Chinese culture, they, they always bowed, right? And what was that about? They, you know, they never shook hands. Why don't they shake hands? So I think we've learned that from other cultures that, you know, these were all health reasons, I believe. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, it's something that we're, it's to our benefit to start adopting and mm-hmm. uh adopting that type of stuff right now yeah. and yeah. you know especially I mean, the hugging part is hard for me because i'm kind of like a hugger 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And shaking hands, you know, yep. how many times I've gotten somebody and my like, you know, pulled the trigger and had to pull it back, you know, on the, the handset. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I'm not trying to do that old trick. Like, <laughs> like when you're a kid and you do that. Yeah. It's so funny, yeah. man. It's really interesting the way, I mean, I think eventually people, and as you see, I mean, you know, the whole mask thing. There's the all the controversy, but I think looking ahead, I would think six months, eight months, um, mm-hmm. people are. It's going to become more and more. People are just going to not fight it, you know. Like there's, it's not actually that big of a deal. Um, but the thing you said about when you talk to people, how it kind of dulls. It's hard to be like sarcastic or jokey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah because you're wearing the mask, you know, and you almost feel like you're in the, you're like Deadpool or something where he's like, my face isn't really moving. <laughs> I'd always wonder what, what about clear mask? I wonder how that would work, but I haven't seen, I've seen them advertised, but I haven't seen it in practice yet. Um, yeah. You know, you've seen those masks where people have their own face printed on it. That's even creepier though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really funny. Or um somebody had um like all these different famous lips like Mick Jagger, Carrie Washington, like all these different famous lips. Uh what's his name? Steven Tyler, you know? Yeah. Um, there was money to be made. There was yeah, money to be made in that. Definitely. That's yeah. I want to. I. That's one of the things. Is I'm like, man. I gotta get a. I gotta get a better looking mask. But um, mm-hmm. someone yeah. did. What I've seen too is you see some people wearing like those full face like lab Dexter things. You know. Yeah, I got one of those face shield. Yeah. 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 It's it's like a little piece of plastic and it just goes around your head like a headband. Um, I haven't really worn it though. I, I, I like the mask. Yeah, I haven't yeah. tried that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were selling them at the shop right over here. It's like five bucks. I said, that's worth it, five bucks for a face shield. So I, I've learned I have to pick up things quickly because, it was you know, things sell out like that and they don't come back for weeks. So yeah. if you see something, grab it. <laughs> it's like a fidget spinner. <laughs> exactly. So I was so, so um, when you were traveling, you you hit a bunch of like movie and TV related places. Like, didn't you go to? Um, weren't you in Deadwood? Went to Deadwood. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, what was that like? Well, when you enter there, I because I, mm-hmm. I, I was I'm actually looking at the pictures now, but I always right. imagine a place like that. Is it like? you're coming on the road and there's nothing. And then all of a sudden there's a town or how, how is it out there? Um, well, that's South Dakota and it's part of the Badlands park. So, and where Mount Rushmore is and, um, crazy horse monument. And it's all, it's such trees, you know, it's just, it's not that desolate, but it's trees. The roads are fine. Um, and you do come in, it's a big, pretty big town Deadwood. Um, I mean, the actual street that everything took place on is called the Badlands. And that street is like three, four blocks long. I mean, it's really, and they actually lay everything out where everything sat in the movie uh, and then in the show. 
um, like where the gem was. And, you know, there's a hotel there now uh, where a wild bill hookah got shot. I actually went into that bar. Um, everything was, everything was built up. It was six feet lower uh, at the time of the, the show took place. And then I guess they had floods and everything. So the whole street was built up six feet. Um, but you go and you actually go downstairs into the bar where it was shot and they, they have a whole recreation of the whole scene, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to be there, especially if you love the show, you know, how much of it was history and how much of it was like, uh, of the show. Well, it was all history because it was all real, you know, it was all, but did they relate it to the show or did you feel like that was second? Like I'm, I'm cause I wonder how popular Deadwood is. Yeah, no, it was about the characters. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It could have been, it could have been, you know, 20 years before the show was even on HBO. I mean, these people actually did business there. Yeah. Lived there. You know, so they were real people. Um, most of them, there's some fictional characters in Deadwood, but um, yeah, most of them were real there. So like Seth Bullock, they, he was much bigger in real life than on the show. He, he owned the town practically. I think more than Swearingen did. I mean, he has, he has a hotel there and uh, he ran a big marshals unit. So lots of history, which I, I love that. I love that history part. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. That stuff is fun. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when it relates to, you know, you watch it on TV and, and it's, this is really, really happened. This is the real place. You know, he's standing on the actual, you know, ground that uh, that took place. We're, we're pigs, wheat, and bad guys. <laughs> Mr. Wu. <laughs> now, how did you know um, how, where... To like all these things that you did, how do you know where they were? Like the Forrest Gump picture and all that kind of stuff. Like, is there like a sign that says this is where? Like, how did you even know? The Forrest Gump was. There's a sign that says Forrest Gump Point, and if you go Google it, you get the exact directions okay. to that spot. So, um, yeah, and that's we that happened because when I was uh, I got my daughter. Katie into uh, Forrest Gump, uh, into Tom Hanks movies because she. I was watching Golden Globes last year. What he won for something last year? It was wasn't he inducted into the Golden Globe Hall oh, of yeah, Fame? Or they something? always bring him out because he does such great speeches, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we were watching that, and she goes, "What movie's he in?" I'm like, what movie's he in? <laughs> <laughs> so we watched. We must have watched fifteen Tom Hanks movies since then. So and we watched. We were watching Forrest Gump finally. And when that scene came up, I was like, you know what? I want to go there one day. You know, the, with the uh, what do they call it? I forget what they call that spot. But with the mon- with the rocks in the background and stuff, I think it's Monument Valley. Yeah, Monument Valley. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, it, it's just you can't believe it. So awe inspiring to to see it. So so yeah, that's why we put that one on the map. So and she's into uh, Newsies, the Broadway show. She loves it. She's yeah. a she's a little Broadway geek. And uh, Santa Fe is a big song in the show. And uh, so she picked out Santa Fe to go there. So. Yeah. Very fun. A trip. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at some of your pictures now. This is such Westworld stuff too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think it was, some of it was filmed there in Arizona. That's amazing. But no yeah. Idaho. So you have not been to Idaho? We ha- I had it on on the map to go, and I was like, you know what, we're done. I said, I'm making a left. I'm making a right. We're going. We're going back east. 
So yeah, I would have put him at like six hours of driving one day, and I was like, yeah. nah, we're Boise so, uh, is great. I loved it there. I think that's a really cool yeah. little city. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna get done. Yeah, we I'm gonna figure out you know Fargo or something. Even though I haven't watched that yet, is that a good show? Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that out. That's a great show. Yeah, that, I mean that's more of like uh, American Heart. It's an anthology, so each season is different. The fr- I still okay. think the first season of Fargo is the best season. Okay, um, but that's a great Carrie, show. Carrie Coon's in the first season, or no? She was in what season was she in? Four, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and Chris Rock is in the next season. I think I saw that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they just released a um, a little trailer for that. Hey, did speaking of that, did you get to see the trailer for that um, Raised by Wolves, the Ridley Scott sci-fi no. show? I saw you post something on it. How's that look? Really interesting. I think that might be a show we end up chatting about. I don't know if I'm going to cover it, but I know that I, I was. Uh, I think I, I don't remember if I sent Heath or I was talking to somebody else about that. That looks like an interesting show, like kind of post-apocalyptic uh, androids raising human babies or something like some wow. kind of deeper mythology like that. I, that looks pretty, that kind of came out of nowhere. I thought that way they were supposed to do that on another, uh, maybe it was even FX like years ago. <laughs> And then I didn't even know that they were making it. And all of a sudden, like, oh, no, it's coming out like September 3rd. Hmm. So it's like a Tarzan twist uh, in the future. Interesting. Yeah. We'll like have to concept. see. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that trip is awesome, man. I think that's cool to do something like that. I I'm, I think that in the fall here, uh, mm-hmm. I want to try to maybe do a little Oregon trip like this with Lachlan. But maybe we'll do, like, camping or something like that. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause I like camping. Are you much of a camper? Uh, we camped back in the day a lot. My family actually, we put a tent in the car and my whole family, we'd go camping. Um, mostly up the East coast. I think the father, they actually went to Canada once without me, which I was fine. Cause I was a rebellious teenager in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, stay home. You guys go do that. So. <laughs> I loved Canada. Yeah, yeah. So they camping. Uh, Maine, they went to. Oh, Maine. Actually, I was thinking of camping, um, but you know what? At the end of the day, when I got to the hotel at nine o'clock, I was like, I am so glad we're getting a little card key and we're going to slide it in the door. It's going to be a bed in there. So, yeah, I know. Even in an RV, even in an RV, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just pulling into this hotel. If I had an RV, I'd have to get the hookups and, you know, we'd do this. I was like, we're good. Yeah, you, know? you gotta you gotta put the uh the the uh shit hose into the card key to the door, man. Yeah, you're usually not eating you're eating a lot of hamburgers while you're out there in yeah. the Oh, you went to the yeah. Field of Dreams thing too, huh? And that's Andy's town. I was gonna stop by there, but then it was like COVID City was all over the news, man. I was like, you know what? I really felt bad because I I would have loved to stop um, and see him, but like I said, I was all over. I, I was in twenty five gas station bathrooms on the way, so you know, I said, maybe you know, we'll, we'll definitely hook up some other time. So yeah, 
but it see it's interesting. All, all the picks that you have, you can see how there's just like no people around. No, it was very open, very yeah. wide open. Um, it was there were some kids there. Actually, what they do, they allow kids to come and actually play on the field. They could actually, you know, throw a ball around, and you see fathers, you know, throwing the ball to the kids at the plate and stuff. So, real great, a great place. That's awesome, man. So. Yeah, yeah. You were originally going to go for the lost 10-year anniversary. What's up with that? And tell me a little bit, how did you get involved? I don't, I don't know if I ever really talked to you about how you first got involved with going on these trips. Because how many times have you been out to Hawaii or to different lost conventions or meetups? Well, actually, the first one I ever went to was uh, a St. Louis meetup. And I want to say it was, they called it a tweet up at the time because, you know, Twitter was all new and stuff. So it was a tweet up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but we had met Matt, obviously. Went yeah, to the, I was going to say. Broadway, Broadway Oyster Bar for a drink. We were there. Um, and that's when they started talking about this this thing that's from Hawaii. And it was um, a couple of, Anna was there. Um, a couple of other people were there. And um, I think they said there's going to be something happening, the 10-year anniversary of the premiere of the show, which would have been 2012, I guess, or, yeah, something like that. Um, so, yeah, so I did that. And then there was a St. Louis meetup. Oh, no, St. Louis. There was a uh, Austin, Texas meetup. We went out there, um, met a few more losties out there. And, um, and then Hawaii popped up, the first one, 2014. That's what it was. And uh, there were like 300 people there. So met a lot of people, did a lot of tour. That was another just jaw-dropping. Anybody, any Lost fans out there, what you see on TV is, it's real. I mean, you you go out to like Hurley's Golf Courses and those those mount, green mountains. It's it's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did that. And uh, I kept in touch with everybody. And uh, we're here today, 10 years after that. Uh, it was supposed to be in May. And they had, like I said, they had some great things planned. Um, they had uh, Nesta Carbonell was going to introduce the finale in the church. They were going to screen the finale, uh, the end in the church where it took place. Um, they were going to do the pilot outdoors by Hurley's golf course, you know, outdoors where they you always have the marching scenes up the mountain yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Screen the premiere out there. Um uh, Leslie Arts was going to be there. Danny Robach. Oh and wow! Doc Arts. Yep, yep. And uh, Patchy. I forget his name in real life, but he, he was going to be there. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but bummer. Yeah, nobody can go to Hawaii now. So, um, that, yeah, wow, man. Yeah. Well, hey, when you think about that's the thing that I think is the hidden allure of lost like what what kind of separates it and for mm -hmm. me when i first started watching it what kept me watching was literally all those outdoor shots yes the way the vistas and everything because it made everything feel real to me you know it didn't mm -hmm. feel like because it, uh, if we remember when it came out, there when it was such a weird show, and right mm -hmm. off the bat, it was teasing these little mysteries. It it almost there were people I think who were talking about like, okay, look, 
this is kind of cool. It's on ABC. You know, you have Matthew Fox, right? Ooh, party of five guy. Um, but this could easily descend into kind of a cable sci-fi cheap kind of show, you know, and having those vistas, I think is what sold me as to get kind of back into TV and just yep. be like, holy cow. So yeah, man, whenever I know Ryan, when I, you know, following Ryan on Facebook and Jen, they're always pick, posting amazing pictures. I've become friends with more people from Hawaii. And then I look at pictures whenever anybody goes there. Now I live mm -hmm. closer there. And it's funny, just before COVID happened, um, my wife and I had rented a, an Airbnb literally the weekend when everything, like when the NBA was canceled back in March, you know, when okay. everything went down that Friday, we were supposed to go drop Lachlan off at uh, the in-laws and go to this Airbnb for like three days. And one of the things we were talking about is, man, maybe we should like, you know, next year we should go to Hawaii. Oh man. I, yeah. You, you got to do it one day for sure. I really, I really love, excuse me to go there. And even my mom's, um, new husband, his daughter and, uh, son and daughter, who I guess are my stepbrother and sister now, technically, um, they mm -hmm. live out there in Hawaii and they, and he, the, the son actually like lives out like in the boonies, like, He's like living mm -hmm. off the grid. Wow. But it's like very, it's very, it's almost um, disorienting in a way because I mean, well, one of the reasons why it was filmed there is because they can replicate like all four climates, you know, it was yeah. like desert climate, tropical climate, urban climate. And like I said, you can go in a, in a city area in Honolulu and it looks like Manhattan. And it's like, how is Manhattan here? Um, or going down in Waikiki, where one side you're walking down, it's like Fifth Avenue. You got Macy's and you got a coach, and you look to the left, and it's the Pacific Ocean lapping up on the shore. It's like it's so disorienting. And then you look at a map, and you see this little dot of land uh, in this Pacific Ocean, and all this is there. How did this get there? You know, it's like really. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Like your block in Hawaii, and it's like it's in the middle of the open, it's a pinprick in the middle of the ocean, you know. So, yeah, very cool. But, but the island became a character in the show, that's what it was. Yep, it became a character, yeah. It was, you know, beautiful to look so at. It was so important that it was about an island and it was on an island, right? And you had, yep. um, you know, people when you read interviews talk about getting that kind of island fever. And mm -hmm. feeling like you're talking about almost like a sense of, uh, like, I don't know, mental vertigo from mm -hmm. being like, how is this? Like, where am I? I'm in the middle, like feeling, even though you're surrounded by people and you're in a city, you still have this kind of weird sense that you're out in the middle of the ocean. Exactly. You can't, it's disorienting because you can't match it up in your yeah. head. But then it again, you think about it. I mean, here I am really, uh, you know, you're out there in Jersey, I'm here in Oregon and we're just at the edge of a, another big Island, you know, right, yeah. kind of bigger, but still, it's just still a big Island, you know, 
But uh, the funny thing, too, is that we all started watching on, like, these box TVs with, you know, yeah, resolution of nothing. And then by season six, we all had our, you know, 45-inch LCD screens yep. like, that you feel like you're in the picture. So it even enhanced, you know, the scenery. Now you've done, have you done a, you've, have you watched Lost with your daughter? We started, you know, I got to say probably two years ago, she was 10 and we made it up to Sawyer's episode and I was, they were in bed and stuff. And I'm like, well, not ready yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It sneaks up on you like that, right? Like in your mind, the show but I, I think, yeah, I, that's why I say with Lachlan, maybe 13, 14, you know, because also the concepts yep. that are in the show, um, mm-hmm. how, like, especially with Jack as the centerpiece and his kind of internal trauma and mm-hmm. difficulties, the, it's a little, it's, it gets to a point where I think like it. The, some of the stuff is cool and you've got the action adventure, which makes up a big part of the show. You know, I yep, mean, as yep. soon as I say it, I hear it. Dun, 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 right? Like they're going up the mountain. Um, that's cool. No, but but the other stuff is more mature. Yeah. There's a lot of adult themes going on. Yeah. Heroin and stuff like that. Oh, so. of course. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, she's ready. She could watch it now, but we just haven't uh, carved it out yet. But Yeah. I gotta go watch. I wanted to watch Jaws now because we were out on Martha's Vineyard uh, last week, and a lot of the we saw a lot of the filming scenes for Jaws, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that. Oh man, Jaws! Did you see that in the theater when it came out? I sure did. I think I graduated eighth grade, and after we got out of school, my brother and I and my cousin went to uh, went to see it. So and I. I didn't swim for 20 years after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was probably taking a bath after that for a while. Man. Get at it. Did you really yeah. not go in the ocean after that? I, I had a lot of trouble. <laughs> I really did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it scared me. I mean, I can remember, um, see, I think the first, now that was 75. So I was only one. I didn't see that in the theater. Even though I think mm-hmm. my dad says that the first movie I saw in the theater was uh, Star Wars. I was just like a little baby and he brought me in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But um, uh, I did, I do remember seeing Jaws when I was about, or maybe the first time I remember, like maybe seven, eight, nine. And then we went to Long Beach Island for like a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still went in the water. But every time I got just a little past everybody else, like the kid in the beginning, you know, like I would get so scared and I would just start like frantically, you know, I had, I was telling Lachlan, we had those, um, they were like blue blow up rafts that had, you know, they looked like they were like four tubes tied together. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were blue. Do you remember those? Oh, sure. Like a like a canvasy feel. To yes, it. thank you. See, I brother Jersey bro. I knew you would immediately know, know right? Yep, yeah, yeah. And they had a can- exactly. There's a canvasy feel, and the mm-hmm. sand as you were riding it would wash up onto it and start scratching your chest. 
I was was making fun of me or something. I had my shirt off or something. My nipple looked weird. And um, this is a little TMI for the audience here. But like I came out of the ocean and I was like maybe 11 or 12 because we went to LBI like every year from, I don't know, for like seven, eight, maybe 10 years. I don't know. My mom still, I mean, she lives near there now. But um, Mm -hmm. I came out of the ocean and I remember pulling up, you know, grabbing the raft and, and running up. And my mom, just her eyes wide staring at me. And I looked down and I had like literally like just rubbed my nipples like to blood. It, there was like blood going down my chest. from my nipples. <laughs> yeah, it must have looked like so insane. You know what I mean? Uh, the torture raft. Yeah, yeah the torture that- raft. Torture raft, yeah. But um, those those were the days. But yeah, Jaws, Jaws did always freak me out. Whenever I was in the ocean in Jersey, I would always. But then I would be thinking like, Nah, there's no there's no fucking sharks in there, Jersey. Somebody will kick the shark or something like. Yeah, they're, they're all back now. I know. I know. Things going out here. I heard about so, that. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, but that's a movie. It just, I mean, it's just rewatchable a million times. I don't know how. It's just, it's amazing, and it's a nothing movie. That when you think about production wise, I mean, the shark was not even in the movie until like three quarters. Yeah, through. yep, yeah. And that I'm is. So- <laughs> it's funny, yeah. man. Yeah, you look at something like when I think about Jaws, you know what I think about even more so than the great shots like on the boat and all that kind of stuff. But um, the shots inside Brody's house, like how dark it is and the handheld mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. you're right. It looks very um, like if that if that came out today, people would probably remark on how natural looking it was, mm-hmm. you know, and almost right. like cinema verite. But it was really because it was it was 1975, but also the amount of money that you know right. he had to do it with. Yeah, there was no budget, and yeah. look what it turned out to be. You know, it's 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 a beautiful movie it's out on the ocean. So, what uh, a cast that was really what like yeah what yeah. a cast richard dreyfus yeah. oh man but yeah mm-hmm. going to going to the jersey shore i remember oh it reminds me of seeing aliens on long beach island that was like my okay. best movie going experience wow very good yeah long beach island is a nardies for me i remember going to nardies oh, and the, yeah. uh, the oyster bar on delaware i think it was so, yeah, I Jersey Shore, baby. Oh, so great, yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, you still watch? Are they still doing anything with those Jersey Shore guys? Are they like they're on vacation, or was that over? <laughs> you know what they did? They did a. They came uh, before the situation was going away to prison. They decided to do a uh, yeah Jersey Shore family vacation. And then they just continued the show. And yeah, wow. it's still going on. They The last thing they did was Angelina's wedding and uh, oh. situations out of jail. But mm-hmm. um, I still watch it because I think it's just hilarious. Yeah, plus it gives you a little taste of uh, home, back home. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. I miss it, man. I got to come back there soon. But oh, bef- yeah. uh, before we get going, I did want to say you were, you've been watching Umbrella Academy, which I just finished 
season two of. Are you? What are you on? Season one? Uh, no, season two, okay. episode seven. I watched today. So. Oh, okay, cool. So you're more. How? What do you think about that show? I I like it. I mean, I, I liked the first season. Um, actually, my daughter got me into it. I, I hadn't heard about it. Um, I I hear that there it's a book series. I guess that was previously done. I guess or comic books. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I like the season with the history, uh, you know, into it and stuff like that. The Dallas in the, in the early sixties. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going with that, but uh, yeah, I like the production value is great. Yeah, the, you know, fight scenes are great and characters. You know, you start. It always takes you a while to get you know into the characters, you know, and uh, and then you find out what you really like about them. So it, it just it takes. Sometimes you got to watch something two or three times to really um, get to know everybody. And that's what it is, especially when you have multi characters like that. I, you know what? I agree with you. I watched the first season when it came out and I almost forgot everything about it. I remembered certain parts of it, but because it's so crazy and there are so many different characters and you're not only learning about who they are, but who they were, right? Cause it has like time travel elements like right. who they were, what their connection is to the rest of the family, what their superpower is, right? Mm-hmm. Like how they're yeah, super. I on that, I had to refresh myself on <laughs> exactly. It's like I literally um, today I finished Umbrella Academy season two. I loved it. I think the whole thing is great. You know, that's another Jersey connection. The guy who um, I think his name's Gerard Way. He was the singer for some what was what band was it my chemical romance or something that sounds right yeah and uh yeah he's from uh summit okay oh that was up in your neck of the woods yeah town right Mm -hmm. next door um used to just ride over little bridge over 22 from uh from springfield mountainside into summit um i lived in in providence for a couple years up there Ah, yeah. New Providence, man. My grandma, my grandma for the kind of her last days was in a uh, old folks home out that way in the middle of it was beautiful middle of the Mm -hmm. woods with this like wraparound porch and a nature preserve. It was a great spot for her. She loved it. Nice. 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 Yeah, but I watched uh, actually the other show I just watched was um, because of my Staten Island connection, the um, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, Did you Gareth watch that? and I were talking about oh that. God. Yeah, I was by by the middle of the second season. I was like, "This got it." I hope there's a third season. So, and there <laughs> is. So. <laughs> that show is so funny. Oh my god! It's really, if you like The Office, it's it's got a little mix of that, and you know, with the vampires and stuff. So. Yeah, there's a that. De- yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You find a connection between that and the office. Oh, I do. I, some, I'm waiting for Jim to give me one of those faces, you know, to the camera, like you know. So, because when they're talking to like Nando's talking to the camera, yeah. You know, oh, I see what you mean by the kind of like documentary style. Okay, exactly. Exactly. But do yeah. you think the tone too? Because is the you know I never I uh, like I've said before I've never gotten past like the first season of The Office. Does it get lighter or is it as like one of the things I like about 
what we do in the shadows is that it's kind of like relentlessly dark humored, but does okay. the office is the office kind of lighter or does it get that dark? Uh, I like lighter, I like lighter. It just it gets silly. It gets okay. silly. <laughs> so, but funny, silly. I mean, it's laugh, very laughable. So nobody's heads getting chopped off. No, I have to think about it. What we do in the shadows is another show. I won't be. I won't be sharing that with my kids anytime soon. But. <laughs> you know what happened is there was a scene. Um, I had that on, um, and sometimes what I'll do is I have the uh, Roku, and it has an the app where you can just listen to it on your, you know, you can listen through it through your phone. Okay. Um, and I will be like doing the dishes or something. And some shows I, uh, don't really need, like if it's like a reality show or something like that, sometimes I'll just listen to it while I'm doing the mm-hmm. dishes or something. If I'm not listening to a podcast or folding laundry or doing stuff around the yeah. house. And, um, it rolled over and it rolled over into an episode of what, what we do in the shadows and it was playing on the TV, but I was listening to it, but it was like, kind of just like a funny little scene and they look so silly and Lachlan (laughs) walked in and he was like, Oh, what's this dad? They look funny. And then the next thing, you know, like someone's head comes (laughs) I can't remember which episode it was when they were, I think it was, they were sacrificing the virgins or something like that. And he was like, what's this? I was like, oh, where? <laughs> Turn away. Turn away. <laughs> You're not ready for this yet. Um, but or the, or the hedges that are shaped like a female body part. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, this is yours, my dear. Um, <clears throat> but um, I wanted to say, yeah, what we do in the shadows is great. Um, yeah. Oh, but what I want to say about Umbrella Academy was I finished it and I had – um, at the same time that I think I watched season one of that, I watched season one of, uh, doom patrol, mm-hmm. which was originally on DC universe, but is now on HBO max. Okay. And, um, I didn't, I rem- I hadn't, I couldn't remember which one was which. And then I sat today and watched the pilot of doom patrol and I was like, hey, this is really good, too. I th- I had thought it was much worse. I had thought one of them was bad. And then I'm thinking, like, wait, maybe I thought Umbrella Academy was bad. <laughs> like, I couldn't even remember. There's so much superheroes. And, like, and then, you know, later in the, uh, the boys season two is coming out. Okay. Yeah, that's on Amazon, right? Is yeah. Have Amazon? you seen that? I haven't, no. Okay. No. That is – that – distinguishes itself because it's in no way um it's a little funny but it's very dark and it's very adult is that what al pacino is that the al pacino one or no that is uh hunters okay is that another genre one or is that similar yeah uh that is where they are israelis hunting down ex-nazis okay but that actually Interestingly enough, that show I I I watch my wife and I watch a couple episodes of that, but it has it tries to be kind of like quirky and it doesn't it works when it's it's like a little bit like Umbrella Academy where it's um, almost sometimes it becomes really 
over dramatic, you know, with the music and everything, but it works. Right. And that oh, show yeah. Hunters tries that and it's not as successful. But um the boys you should it. check out, Bill. You'd like that. I'm gonna try that, yeah. But you talk about the music too. I love the covers they do in the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. The the music great music. I think that is and that's kind of um I guess really, you know, the guy who helped create it is a musician. I think it's kind of cool mm-hmm. the way they put all the music in it. The music parts in it are fantastic. A lot of great music cues. Yep. Yep. That's good. stuff, um, man. Dark was good too. Dark, speaking of music made me think of dark too, because oh. um, I love the, they put that, the montage music, you know, usually remember lost, you'd have that uh, episode ending musical montage. Yep. And you knew, you knew it was the end of the episode, right? But it was great. But in dark, they always put that musical montage, like, Two thirds of the way through, I think. Mm-hmm. So the montage would end. It'd be like twenty more minutes left. It was like it was different. You know? Yeah, so they had some, they had some great, great musical. I like. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. They did use it. You know, I can remember. You, that's you're so right. And thinking about that, that's an interesting structure to kind of because it would it would you'd almost feel like they were ending the episode but then it would mm-hmm. be an intro to the next part which made makes me feel thinking about it now it's like maybe they just had to kind of fit the episodes in you know what i mean yeah. and this way they, they give cut you a little bit of it yeah it was about i'd say it was usually like at the 40 minute mark they'd have yeah. that musical month and then there'd be another 15 20 minutes left yeah so. of everybody but, like, yeah, looking. Yeah. right if you had one big block of a show and you can cut it any way you want, I guess. So, oh, dark was fantastic. It really did. It finished really strong. Um, yeah, that so. that that one. I think that um, now that one's probably too adult to show to your daughter. But I bet you, I have a feeling that Netflix may. I think they may skew that little stranger things vibe a little bit more and redo it in English. Okay. Don't you think that would work with all the time travel stuff? I think so. I mean, it's definitely complex. You definitely need to follow. Yeah. uh, Double P podcast for that to learn where everybody (laughs) is. Trust me. I had to listen to thank God for John because I was like, Man, I couldn't keep track of that. So I know they did a great job, man. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot um, of fun. So uh, now, what do you got planned for the rest of the summer? You're going to be laying low. So you're going to be putting out some episodes, but not covering nothing yet, right? Yeah, nope. Just uh, next week, I'm going to be bringing on Andy from Reality Blurred. We're going to talk some reality. Ken and I are going to do another look back at uh, Game of Thrones. That um, was that was. A- yeah, I watched, I listened to that. I, I rewatched the finale and listened to it. It was great. Yeah, Spot on. That, Ken is great. Yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to that. going to bring Gareth back. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a, another reality. Peter from Australia is going to come on, and we're going to talk a little bit about the differences between reality shows and television in Australia and the U.S., because I've been watching Married at First Sight Australia with my wife. Hmm. That sounds interesting. It's really, it's, 
I'll tell you what, you can learn a lot about a nation from its reality. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting, the similarities and the differences in these reality shows. And especially when it's the same show produced in two different countries, like the, uh, the Married at First Sight Australia show actually has a way bigger budget than the American version. Okay. And it looks, I mean, like it's more episodes. It's really, it's really interesting. Uh, but past that, I know Heath and I are actually, we had talked a little bit about maybe talking some football in the fall. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I hope we have football in the fall. Me too. Um, yeah. You know, I'm torn. Like there's a part of me that says, you know, they shouldn't be playing this game. They're too close together. People are going to get sick. But then there's another part of me that says, they're football players. Right. Like, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how it's the, the biggest contact sport there is. That, how are you going to do it? I agree, but they're crazy. Like, you got to be crazy to play that sport, you know? So, nothing, what's going to stop them? Like, I just feel like the NFL right. is a juggernaut. And they're going to play. If they have to like get you to be the next quarterback for the Jets, Bill, <laughs> they're going to be like, we need to have a game on TV. Guess who? Bill Kava's the new starting quarterback. You know? Somebody said that they were already thinking of quarantining the, the Darnold, like quarantine him now so he doesn't even get a chance to get the – the virus. Oh, they, uh, he is. Trust me, he's quarantined. Like I read some interview where they're like, "Are you doing anything?" He's like, "I'm not doing nothing." Right, right. Well, the thing you bring that up about the NFL, they always the, 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 they talk about the steroid players, right? In baseball, and so what's such a scandal, and why everybody cares about it? They they have a baseball players, I guess, have a face, right? You know them. If you walk down the street. You're going to recognize Alex Rodriguez. You're going to recognize, you know, Steve Proud or whatever. But on football, they're almost faceless. Sad to say, but because when you watch like NFL on Sunday and they have the promos and stuff, you don't you see robots, right? On Fox, yep. Don't they have the Macam robots? I love that. So robot. you don't think of them as like real people. So I don't care if they do steroids. That's basically the <laughs> Why would it bother me if this robot takes steroids? <laughs> <laughs> you really know what, though? That, Bill, you have a point because it's just like we were talking about with the masks, right? Yeah, yeah. When you, human beings, when you like, when you cover the eyes or you cover and people just can see something as a thing, they just tend to be like, whatever. But for, I get, <laughs> I, I see your point, but it's also football is the most violent it is the one sport like where your goal is to run at the other person as fast as you can and hit them as hard as you can on purpose like you think covid the point is to get away from people football the point is get as close to that person as possible and they are huge yeah yeah it's i don't know how this is gonna go i think I mean, really, in a, you know, more humanist way, I look at it and I say, you know, I feel for these guys. I hope they're okay. But then I also know that it's a different kind of person that plays a game like that professionally. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a world that 
I personally don't understand. Like if I accidentally run my foot into my couch, I'm hobbled for days. So the girl sound when you do it. I make, listen, Perry always makes fun of me because whenever I get hurt, I'm like, ah, she's like, she's like, what happened, honey? What happened? You okay? Um, I mean, so I, that kind of pain and the way that they have to shut off that, that part of themselves, I think lends itself to running full force into this, but you know, who, who knows, man, we'll get a couple weeks into it and see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Like I, I, the baseball and the basketball doesn't do anything for me. So I'm waiting for football. Yeah, me neither. I watch a little bit of the basketball. Um, I used to love basketball. I like what mm-hmm. they've been doing with basketball. I think it's really cool. The backgrounds, the way that they are uh, calling the game, the 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 um, they're putting in like uh, little videos of people, you know, digital people in the stands. Um, the the players seem to be getting into it, like cheering each other on more to get that energy going. And the whole like, bubble. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool. Um, we've been watching some soccer too. I know they're doing like a bubble thing. Okay. Um, uh, we last night we were watching the uh, the Portland Timbers mm-hmm. play. That was fun. But yeah, for me too, football is is my. I love football. Oh yeah, we little fall weather coming up, and oh yeah, you know, um, it's just it's the best to me. It's the best sport. It's the best sport to watch on TV. I mean, it's like made for TV. You know, exactly. the shape of the field, the shape of the whole game is like I said, made for TV. Yep. You know, you, they play a little, you chill out. Oh, what's happened next? Oh, they play a little. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. We'll see what happens. All right, man. Hey, anything else you want to chat about? This has been great. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm loving it, but uh, I'm good. It was a great time. Yeah. We'd love too, to come man. back again. So definitely. We got to have you back on yeah. soon. I'm going to go check on the kid, see what you he's do up that. to. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, any last words, Bill? Uh, nope, just thanks again. Uh, appreciate you having me on. I had a great time. Uh, look forward to doing it again. And uh, see you soon. Yeah, baby. It was fun. It's good to just chat, find out about, and get out there, people. You know, you can take a little trip. You know, you don't have to be around people. I think that's the thing is we're moving into a phase of just like learning how we can be safe but still yep. retain our sanity and uh, exactly. and get to kind of get out a little bit, you know, plus, plus the yeah, bike riding too. There you go. But be responsible for yourself and everything will fall into place. Yep, so. that's true. All right, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Check us out, dvrpodcast.com. I'll be back with you next week. We're going to have Andy on from Reality Blurred. We're going to talk about 20 years of doing a reality website and a bunch of other cool stuff. So until then, peace out.